0: Hello, so today I'm going to be talking to Blake, and I'd really like to explore just sort of what it was like for him as a medic player, just sort of experiences revolving around that, maybe like the sense of identity that medic players have, sort of what leads a player to make, to play medic, you know, how they fit into teams, and then maybe just general sorts of community experiences. Uh, yeah, definitely love to cover more classes. Uh, you want to talk about yourself for a little bit, Blake? Introduce uh, yourself.
1: Sure. Hello, I'm Blake. Uh... Been playing medic for uh, since 2018, uh, a little bit before that, but yeah, I've been playing medic and invite for quite a while. Uh, you know, get resident, getting carried by some of the best players in Highlander. Uh, that's, that's that's kind of about it.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, what initially got you into competitive to team Fortress 2 in the first place? Let's start off with that.
1: Uh, so funny story, I was like a, I was a big Counter-Strike player. So I played a lot of like, you know, DZ or like Death Run, KZ, uh, hop Maps, uh, Surf Maps, you know, sometimes played like in-houses. And one of our like admins of the server was like, hey, you know, uh blake you have pretty good aim you want to come like play on my highlander team and i was like uh what's that and they're like oh it's tf2 i was like oh yeah i've heard of that like my my older brother plays that and so i went to go play i never played but i got on the roster and it was like some iron team or steel team uh and
0: sassy source rex
1: yeah, yeah. I, I literally did not play a single game, but I remember just being like, all right, I'm, I'm ready whenever, <laughs> you know, not knowing what class I'll play. I think it was engineer that they, they wanted me, which is pretty funny that they ask about aim and then tell me to play engineer.
0: Hey, maybe they just wanted another scout, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just need two.
1: Yeah. So then I started playing and I've, I've never been like one to like pub a lot. I, I've been a bit Big fan of pubbing or like just uh like the the just, in general just like i haven't really found it fun unless i'm like going on to like play with some friends that i'm initially playing with i've never found like the joy of just like going out and pubbing by myself
0: Hmm. is there any particular reason for that
1: uh i just i don't know what it is like i used to love to play sniper on like harvest because there's like other sniper mains on harvest like uh I think Gert was on there. Fallen Lord was on there. Uh, Barry Center used to play on there. Boar would sometimes be on there. Uh, it'd be pretty fun to like see like these high level snipers and kind of just get destroyed. But like you know, every now and again I'll get like one or two kills on them and feel good. So that was cool. But for the most part, I just never really enjoyed uh, the like goofier side of TF2 per se
0: Hmm, i see and is that something that you like a sentiment you still carry in these days or not so much
1: oh for sure yeah yeah i mean the only time i pub now is uh if my friends from somebody help ask me to play some pubs or like they're just in discord wanting to play some pubs or if i see timeless uh the sniper for somebody help on like uh if he's streaming like harvest or something sometimes i'll join and change my name to like stream sniper and like heal him or go like P rifle sniper and like body shot him hmm. like just some just some funny like hey hey what's up you know but other than that yeah kind of all the same sentiment of not really pubbing too often
0: that's fair so um what was it like starting off back then newer player coming into the game I'm brand new I guess in that case what what was it sort of like
1: uh I mean it was kind of challenging to figure out like how do I get better you know, like in any like new sport or anything, like, it's like, you know, yeah, I could play pubs or I could like, how do I scrim? How do I practice? Like that was kind of nerve wracking for me. Cause it was like, I wanted to play sniper. Cause I thought that was like, you know, coming from CS:GO, I thought like, Oh, sniper is probably my best fit. So I played, you know, dozen seasons or so, not a dozen, but like, I played, you know, multiple seasons of Steel, multiple seasons of Silver, just playing Sniper with, like, people that I met along the way. Uh, and then uh, one season I, I was playing Sniper on this team, uh, Turbulent 9, and the leader of that team would always say, like, I'm no fun allowed, because when we do, like, pre-game and, like, warm-up stuff, I'd always headshot people. So that was kind of, like, the the first kind of group of people that I got to be around. And then I found uh, TF2 Center. TF2 Center, back in, you know, whatever that was, I forget what time frame it was, but that had, uh, you know, a lot of, like, uh, I'd say the competition was a lot better than it is now. I mean, I've gone back and played some TF2 Center recently, and it's it's pretty funny, but, uh, you know, going into TF2 Center as a new player, just, like, seeing what was going on, Playing versus like invite players on alts, not really knowing what's going on, just kind of getting dumpstered. Okay. Uh, um, what was the
0: atmosphere like in TF2 center back then? And this would be a 2014, right? That's looks yeah. like around the earliest log I can find from you of it. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would say like the one of the like not the most toxic, but like close to as toxic as I've I've been around. I mean, you had like certain cliques that would play with each other, like certain groups of friends that would play. And, you know, they, they don't mean anything, any harm by it, but like they just end up stacking the lobby because like you see a, a plat player, like three plat players wanting to play, you know, a lobby. So all the players that are new or like that aren't really aware of who they are, they join the other team because it's like, oh, the, the spot that I want is not full. So then they end up just getting like utterly rolled, like completely shit stomped, <laughs> dare I say. Because it's like, oh well they don't know any better. So that was that was a big part of it, just getting rolled and by uh by better players.
0: But it was something people would like actually trying to take a bit seriously?
1: Uh yeah, I th- I think, you know, there were there were some games where you'd get like some three twos. I mean it was mostly playing like product. Like almost every single game is just product.
0: So nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, it literally was. I think, like every now and again, someone would put like an upward or a bad water, or you know, maybe uh, swift water every now and again. But usually, it was just up or product every single time.
0: Hmm. Okay. And um, yeah. So you'd say the experience was fairly higher on average back then. Like it was people who were actually trying and caring about, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd say people kind of held it as more like. I mean I can't speak to everyone's opinion, but like I feel like people tried a lot more. Right. Per se. And like uh you know, people try a lot in Pugs nowadays, but like uh I think back then since that was like you could see your win rate, you could see like you know, the stars. I think they had the star system to show like I don't know how that worked, but that there was like the TF2 rankings, so you could <laughs> look on the tft rankings and see what rank your you're an engineer or medic or scout so that was kind of something to play for that people kind of held in
0: right right um yeah so how does it compare to the modern sorts of like in-house groups
1: oh i feel like i'm kind of like the worst person to ask that question but i will gladly answer oh yeah um so I, I'm kind of like part of the problem with the in-house groups, and I'll admit it. I'll admit it live here. Uh, <laughs> I, I do not take in-houses or pugs seriously at all. Um, I will play my main. Like, I'll play medic in those for sure. Uh, sometimes I'm just not in the mood and, you know, got done screaming for two and a half hours. I'm not going to play medic, so I just don't. But, uh, yeah, I definitely don't try in those. So I'm part of the problem, Um, but I think people generally take them, you know, not too seriously, but kind of, you know, you got like a different ends of the spectrum where you got the players that are, you know, kind of lower invite, mid invite, or, you know, advanced or a little bit lower than advanced, kind of like mid advanced that are kind of trying, they're trying to you know have fun or you know participate and get on a good class that they like but sometimes they just you know are sol and they get forced onto medic or engineer when they don't want to play it or pyro or something and you know that that those games can be a little frustrating uh and then you have like the higher level invite players that will go in and some of them will sweat as hard as they can to win because they want to like show to their friends their logs which is fine you know everyone's allowed to sweat um but it's kind of like uh you know you look at your team and i don't want to say this because it's like you know everyone can be friends with everyone but it's like sometimes i'll play those games and i'll see like a friends list diff you know i'll I'll look at i'll press tab and i'll be like i don't have anyone added i don't recognize anyone on my team and i look at the other team and there's just friends list like icon against their whole team and i'm like oh probably gonna get rolled like So, uh, you know, but I I think with the the pug atmosphere, I think as long as the admins are not too harsh with the the way they restrict people, like letting people play their mains, um, but, you know, just balancing out the teams, you're never going to get a perfect balance. And sometimes people are going to try on their mains. Sometimes people are going to troll on their main. It's like just finding a good balance of not being too harsh, but letting those players know that like, it's okay to soft troll if you're playing your main because you're still probably, you know, better than most people. If there are a lot of people that were sweating, but like, let's make sure that we're at least like trying to, you know, not hurt anyone's feelings, but have like a good time, you know.
0: Right. So um, when so you have like this problem, right? How much of a problem do you think it actually is, though? Do you think it's something that like maybe people get a bit too worked up over, or do you think it's something that maybe sort of like does some harm to the pub groups and to the community?
1: Uh, I think what I do is harmful to the pug community, but I don't pug as much. I try to like hmm. really like I really try to stay away from pugging because I know that when I join pugs I'm going to like troll. I just can't right. take them seriously. So I try not to pug as much. Uh, sometimes I will try like I will, you know, do a little bit of effort here and there, but it, it's very difficult for me to to try in such like a a different atmosphere than what I'm normally used right. to with my competitive.
0: Life. So, what are your thoughts on the sort of people who like contribute to the Pug in a similar way, but then always sort of like force their way into those groups, or like always try and get their way with them?
1: Uh, you know, I think I think that everyone should be included in Pugs, but I think at a point it's like you should not be trying to like ruin people's day or like, uh, be like disrespectful towards the other players just because like you think they're really bad or like, I always thought that like, oh, if, you know, back when I played UGC or TF2 Center, people would make fun of you for being bad. Nowadays, I feel like, you know, that's probably a lot less, hap- a lot less of that stuff happens. But then again, it's like, it's behind closed doors. I can't always see it, you know, because I don't really check the pug groups that often. Right. But it'd be nice to, you know, kind of maybe have like an admin of sorts that has more authority. I don't know how many people play RGL pugs, but I assume in RGL pugs, if you troll those, you just get instantly banned. So I, I, at least I hope so.
0: Yeah, they have systems of sorts in place. So um, how long has this sort of like pug culture been a thing? And is it consistent across games? Or do you think it's more of like a Team Fortress 2 specific thing?
1: Uh, I play a lot of World of Warcraft in my free time, and Ooh. it is very similar to WoW in the sense of if you don't have, like, some people will take it upon themselves to ruin everyone's experience, so I think that's just, like, that's just people in general, that people will do that, you know, if they, they're they having a bad day or, you know, they just take it out on other people, and, like, that will happen. But like trolling and stuff like that, I think it's fun if you do it in like, you know, soft trolling. Like a, a good example of soft trolling would be like, "Hey, they're me- the enemy medic just dropped. Our team is just rolling them. I'm gonna use so it's even ubers when they try to retake the point. Like that is a little bit of a, a little bit of a troll, like a major troll, but it's like it kind of evens out the playing field. And right. you know, not everyone needs to do that, but yeah, kind of makes it a little bit more uh, more like less of a hill to climb for the losing team. Right. But I think the 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 people kind of stay the same across games. Like I think it's very similar in most games that I've played where people are, you know, want to play with their friends, which is perfectly fine. Uh, people that get banned want to get back into the pug group and you know, they'll they'll make it make alts to try to get in like that that goes across every game
0: (laughs) yeah so what would you say to the sort of people who do that like what would your advice be to them
1: uh what's that mean stop get some help (laughs) pug addiction (laughs) yeah like pug addiction i mean i I know some people who have a pug addiction and you know it's it's funny because the they they always complain that the pugs are so bad but then they just keep playing them again it's so funny
0: up. Uh, sorry, what you're saying?
1: No, I was just gonna say I, I I respect the grind though. I think it's really fun that a lot of people are still trying to pug and and just still play the game even after scrims or you know when there's downtime. Like I think that's right. good. You know.
0: No, definitely. Yeah, helps keep the community alive. Helps keep the competitive community kind of like interacting with each other and can really help some people network. Of, unless of course you know it trolling overboard goes. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. What would a Blake Pug group look like? What would Blake Pugs be?
1: Oh, they'd be rancid.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, my
1: God. Uh, I would always... I think my Pugs would be last to spec is med, of course. Bring back last to spec equals med. So every, get 18 people on the server. Everyone get on the class. Everyone jump around. You know, play the game. And then the, whoever's running the pug just quickly says last of spec is med. The two people that are left in, or whatever, the last people, last two people are forced to pee medic. They fight at mid, or whatever mid fight you're at, may saws only. And then whoever wins gets to pick first pick or second pick. Get those pugs rolling. I'd say uh, if you want a main class, you have to use at least one funny weapon. <laughs> um So, like for scouts, if you're a scout, you know main, and you're you know invite level, like invite winning or top of invite, you got to run like the soda popper or some, something something silly.
0: So, no wish mode.
1: No, no, <laughs> no wish mode. True I respect true. it,
0: man of the people.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely want to be my pugs would definitely be silly pugs. Uh, I think a big part of uh, those pugs would also be no sniper mains a lot on sniper.
2: Oh, based.
1: Uh, yeah, no sniper mains a lot on sniper. But but if both teams agree to have a sniper main on sniper, then they can do that. Okay. So like you know, no Nixie versus you know uh me or something like that would go horribly like. Nixie would just dumpster me the entire time, and my team would be getting upset or something. Like, I think if you have two competent snipers, that's perfectly fine.
0: What if you just banned all the sniper mains?
1: Ah, no. (laughs) No? No. You don't
0: think that'd be a step in the right direction?
1: No, because my good friend Lenny hasn't played Pugs in how long. He's been barred from Pugs.
0: And, uh, And why would that be? you have any insight into that?
1: Uh, I don't have a, a much insight. I mean, I know that he is a very dominant sniper, and mm. that might play a part in it. Uh, I know he can be a little—how uh, uh, do I say this? Like, I know he can get frustrated with teammates, but I doubt that's part of it. I mean, maybe mm. it is, but uh, I, I know that when he's on sniper, it's very difficult for people to enjoy the game. Uh, okay. that, that's for sure, like, I understand that, but...
0: Uh, okay. Uh, so, do you think when, like, it comes, like, what would your player base be? Like, who, what sort of people would you let in? What 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 would you ban people for? What would the skill range be?
1: Uh, skill range? I think... Come one, come all. Hmm, okay. Uh, I'm down for anyone who wants to get better, wants to come play the pug. Um... You know, I had a had a moment or I had a team uh, a few seasons ago where my friends that have long stopped playing TF2 came back to play uh, Advanced Highlander with me. And there was a moment of pugs where I would captain. And I normally never captain, but I would captain just to pick them so that they would get picked and play. And, you know, I might have ruined some pugs by doing that because the other team just got better players because my friends weren't like... You know, like, for instance, the other team picks Blank as their first pick, and I pick someone who <laughs> hasn't played TF2 in, like, you know, three years, four years. So, maybe a little imbalanced, but I definitely think that come on, come all. Uh, you know, if you want to get better, you're more than welcome to, you know, like, sit around and chat and, you know, talk to people. You know, I think a, a really good thing that, I think, uh, if you know AGB, AGB is, like, yeah just really good on every class for the most part like from what i've seen and they're always like you know newer players or people that are coming into pugs like if they ask agb a question about like certain scenarios or stuff like they're always like uh, welcoming to answer them or like help them out so i think that's like a good environment to kind of like strive for that where the lower level players that may not feel confident like you know performing their best or kind of in this newer environment where the skill gap is kind of broad or like kind of large that they can ask questions and look for, you know, help. Um,
0: So do you think it would be important to just like, do you think it's about how people act in the pug group, in the pugs themselves? Or maybe like, do you think it would also be important to like sort of gatekeep or just restrict your player base based off of how they interact in the wider community or out of game as well like do you think it's only important to focus on in-game when it comes to your playbase rather or out of game as well Is my question to you
1: uh i think it depends on how they're interacting with others like i think if you maliciously like go after somebody after a pug for poor performance and like you're not doing it in a joking way or are not really friends with that person then that can be kind of like uh Kind of alienating to people who want to try their class or like don't really have, you know, uh, because if you think about it, you only scrim four times a week for the most part. So pugs are another way of quote unquote scrimming, even though they're not really organized as a scrim. It's at least like DM practice for your class. How about, yeah?
0: How about like outside the pug, the, uh, the group itself, though? Do you think it's kind of important to try and like curate and cultivate an atmosphere in that sense?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I think it. I think it'd be great to have everyone be nice and respectful to each other. And you know, if if a you know something goes wrong, people just laugh. Like uh, I, we have this, or uh, kind of like an ongoing joke that uh, a a, ba- a perma band player by the name of Pablo. I don't know if you know who they, they are.
0: Ah, uh, yes, I am.
1: Yeah, Pablo and I, if we are on a team together in Pugs. that that team loses 100%. Like, we are going to lose no matter what. Like, we are always, like, we laugh way too hard when things go wrong. We always take, like, uh, what are they, Ray Ubers. Uh, We we just love, like, messing around. So that kind of, like, environment where people are, like, playing with their friends or playing with new people, I think that's, like, really important to cultivate, that people are having fun. Right. We're just playing this game to have fun. Like, there's no reason to like get worked up. Like, I- I've been, you know, I I've been there where like, you know, I get frustrated and people are playing poorly and I get mad. But like, you know, it's better to like save it for you know your own like head or you know talk to your little circle and be like, wow, that pug was terrible. Be like, right. yeah, it was, and then <laughs> and then move on. You know.
0: Do you think that's something that most groups have trouble sort of like doing or capturing?
1: I haven't really been paying attention to the Pug groups recently, but I think it's I think it's really difficult to get an environment where you have like a large skill gap because the Pugs just end up being like, which team gets to pick the quote unquote best player? Right,
0: or like the best the yeah like or it's like you have the two best players and then it's like one team gets one, the other team gets the other, and then it's just like they always get picked, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean that that's part of it but it's also, uh, you know, fat kids is a rule that I do not agree with. And I'm a oh. fat kid. Uh, I get fat kidded all the time. Okay. And so, or not all the time, but like I, I will get fat kidded a lot because I, you know, people know that I troll. People know that if I'm not on medic, I'm probably not that good of a pick. Hmm. So that's perfectly fine. But I think that the fat kid rule is kind of like part of that where people are like, Kind of maybe swayed a little bit less to try because they're like, oh, I have this person on my team. and They're so bad. Like, I think trying to get away from that where you're not forced to pick them. But you know, if they do get picked, they get to play. Like, kind of how HL Pugs had it.
0: Right. Uh So what would you do for newer players then to help them sort of like get picked? If you have newer players and uh, more experienced players in the same group,
1: play medic. Oh. If Medic you are play. a newer player, play Medic.
0: That's some solid advice right there. It could really help you just sort of like learn the game, yeah?
1: Oh yeah. And here's the best part about playing Medic and Pugs. If you are losing and getting like dumpstered on and you're not using when people tell you to use or you're dropping Ubers, you're walking into spam, I promise you, I was like the same. I literally did that same stuff like hundreds of times in tf2 center i did that same stuff in hl pugs like it happens it it, you just gotta like you just gotta move on you gotta recognize what happened and just move on like laugh it up don't don't get frustrated with your teammates for not like you know giving you instructions or if you get yelled at just kind of laugh it off you know it's gonna happen but if you're a newer player i think the best way to learn or at least like get involved in the pugs is just play medic like not ever no one wants to, a lot of people don't want to play medic and if you just go out there and just give it your best if someone says to use you use and you try your best like you're gonna you're gonna get picked more often you, know, you might get picked more often on medic but maybe some days you know someone's like hey i really like uh, like playing with that person because they were so much fun to have in our right. team We already picked a medic but maybe you could play you know pyro okay well you get to play pyro for a round you know or or a game oh well we liked having you and our medics taken pyro's taken oh put you an engineer
0: so sorry yeah yeah so you would say like it's about just like showing your willingness to sort of like flex around and play whatever the team needs rather than trying to like assert yourself as Oh, I really want to play this new class. I really want to play this class because it's the class I play, right? Like that would really help as a newer player.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. I, no, that's definitely some pretty solid advice. Yeah, I feel like that is one of the things you see with like RGL pugs, where it's all about the new player experience, and it's just like the teams can kind of really suffer for that, and then it's like it could really negatively impact the experience for other people.
1: Yeah. It it can be, it can be frustrating.
0: Right. <laughs> Um, because it's not always just about yourself, right? It's about, like, the experience for your team as a whole, the enemy team, right?
1: Exactly.
0: Okay. So, So, um, do you think trolling, like... So let's talk about trolling a little bit, right? Just one more question kind of along those lines. Do you think it's more about just, like... The mental effect like oh this person is trolling and then it sort of catches on or do you think it's more harmful in the straight gameplay sense of oh this person is on this loadout that's the sort of effect they have on the game like my pyro has flogged so they can't reflect do you think it's more of a mental thing or more of just like a sheer mechanical thing
1: i think you know i i I love how you mentioned pyro because like i think some people think that the jetpack is trolling and I am completely I completely disagree with that. Jetpack, I think jetpack is like the most fun you can have on pyro. One, number one. And pugs are supposed to be fun. Number two, like if your pyro is playing a bombing class, why aren't you uh being aggressive with that aggression? Like, I think there's a lot of ways that people can use trolling to their benefit. Like uh what is it? A good example is uh, Dotwit. Dotwit has like the most rancid minis (laughs) like where they're just like always up and they're always super passive. If I was a sniper on his team, I would just try to like play near that mini or use that mini as like my protection. Now, obviously there's not, you know, not every troll is useful but I think is like a mechanical sense or like as a enjoyment factor you can use that kind of trolling to at least like have some fun with it right you're not going to have a troll in every game but like if you do see someone that's trolling you know try to take advantage of it be like oh hey our you know our teammates running flog okay let's you know try to get them grouped up so they can spam their detonator or what a you know what have you like
0: so it's all about just like trying to work together and have a collectively good experience rather than trying to like enforce your will you'd say
1: Exactly. Yeah, okay. That's a really good thing.
0: I respect that. All right, and would you say there's benefit to let's call it collaborative trolling? <laughs> uh
1: yes. I think running it up is a good description of that. All right. Uh, I think running it up is very fun. Uh, I think if you're if you're trying to have fun in pugs and you guys, you know, take some silly engineer Uber. But then your engineer gets behind them and places a telly and then now your pyro takes the telly and backburners their team like that, that kind of stuff can be really fun, right? You, you know, you, you coordinate your, your trolling, (laughs) try and succeed, like as long as you're trolling, and you're trying to win. You know, that's, that's the goal, right?
0: uh, do you think maybe like just sort of like that willingness to experiment, just sort of do stuff like that kind of helps develop the meta as well? Like maybe people are like oh, this works super effective. Maybe we could try this out with my own team?
1: Oh yeah, I think I've never seen, I never saw jetpack pyro like ever like in like all my years of Highlander when and then I think I saw it in pugs. and then like a week later or something I saw Marty, using jetpack pyro on one of the mids on asheville on oh. cascade and he, it's like, so like, fun the for cascade or something. yeah
0: uh if you had the opportunity to would you troll banny with the jetpack
1: uh i believe i've seen your video
0: excellent it, excellent and,
1: and i love that because it's like it's much as of sixes players just getting like rickrolled by the jetpack pyro <laughs> who would
0: win Okay, a little self insert out of the way. <laughs> Philosophical question, truly. But, um. Yeah, do you think there's benefit to, like. Do you think that same sort of racing can, can be applied to, like, Highlander teams as a whole? Like, when you're playing as a team during a season?
1: Uh, I think it's. I feel like I can't. So, uh, the the team I play on right now, we are. Or at least like the past couple of seasons. I think last season I played with wish mode, which is very like you know loves to play aggressive and experiment with those kind of things. So I think it's just kind of up to your team and like the environment, right? uh, Because some of my teams have been let's, because I I don't want to like spoil it for everyone, but honestly, like some of the best ways to win Highlander is to play really slow and boring. And just capitalize on mistakes and use information to decide your aggression. But with that being said, I think if you have the right environment and you have the like willingness to try new things, you can definitely experiment and you know kind of improve the meta a little bit, like right, uh, like upward first. I think a big part of the meta has always been just exchange ubers and you know oh now we just try to get playground control and do not and you know the enemy team's trying to get their sniper in a good position you know both teams are trying to like avoid svs but you know blue side is trying to take the svs i think that is like you know a cool you know slow paced meta but a lot of teams they take aggressive ubers on defense to try to stuff that exchange or catch the medic out before the exchange i think that's a really cool like aggressive maybe a little bit troll if you don't get the proper information i think that's a way to kind of innovate i don't think there's going to be a lot of like loadout changes with you know having fun like that uh i think jay was using like the the soda popper on uh on viaduct when he rang scout for us you know granted that's jay so he's like one of the best players in the game so you know, not everyone, not every scout can run that gun, but you know, he was running soda pop on products, so he could just jump all over the map, which is really cool. But you know, it's kind of hard to implement as a team, right? But you know, you could look for those ideas if your team is up for it. But you know, like I said earlier, it's it's sad to say, but playing slow and boring is kind of kind of the best way to win. <laughs>
0: right right so what would the blake pugs map pool be like what are your thoughts on pug maps do you think stopwatch is good for pugs no no
1: okay no i think the only way you could have fun on stopwatch is if you had two competent demos two competent engineers and good snipers on both sides and that's really difficult to get in a pug it's really hard to get equal demos main callers, you know, equal main caller demos, two good engineers that want to play engineer, and, you know, two good snipers that are also, like, getting that, like, kind of, let's call it exodia of an environment is kind of really difficult to get payload pugs.
0: Right. Like, it's just incredibly one way or the other usually, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's either your your defense is good or your, your offense is good, Terrible, like it's it's one of the two. There's never like a good, right. like mix or good uh, distribution of skill in the payload department.
0: All right, um, and then how about cloth maps? Do you have any like specific thoughts about those, or do you think it's just like all cloth maps are worth playing for pugs?
1: i definitely wouldn't play the pro version of cascade or not the pro version but the one that's like baseline <laughs> in tf2 like the old version of cascade would be one of them uh ram jam would be one oh. of them
0: <gasps> Ra- uh, you were you, you have insulted all the ram jam fans my goodness sir
1: no no i love ram jam i said ram jam would be in
0: oh oh, it would be in i thought you talking about ones you wouldn't want to be in
1: oh no no i'm just gonna say ones i want to be want to uh,
0: be in. i might not have heard that part so, Hi, I definitely asking. respect it.
1: Yeah, Ram Jam, Viaduct, of course, uh, Asheville, <laughs> uh, Warm Tick, but with Warm Tick has a caveat. No sniper is allowed to go in those upper buildings.
0: <laughs> so you, what you're suggesting is Highlander map makers make a pro version of Warm Tick with a no sniper zone if your sniper class instantly kills you?
1: Uh, I'd say it just like blocks the sight line. like it Hmm. has if you've ever played uh, Harvest and you have like I don't know what it is in your config but like that one room with the small health pack behind the point Right. if you're trying to go into the other team's house kind of like dims the light I think it would make it so you just can't see out of it if you're a sniper.
0: Hmm. Could you see the benefits of it being an insta-kill sort of thing, though? Punish those oh, sniper yes. players. Give some psychological conditioning, you know? Of course. That, I think that's really the future of Highlander, and how you balance maps. You just gotta condition them.
1: Oh, boxes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's like, okay, instead of making a no-build zone, what if you just kill engineers or, like, X class that goes there, right?
1: That'd be unfortunate, but I, I like it, I like it. Yeah, like what
0: do you remember. think? Future of Highlander, maybe?
1: Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe like a silly pug environment for fun. Alright,
0: so maybe, maybe it needs a little time in the oven, huh? Oh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely could be an option though. Okay, okay, definitely some interesting insight. Alright, so, what was HLpugs.tf like?
1: Oh, uh, it, it feels the glory days, I guess. Is a good way to describe it. Fun. Uh kind of toxic, but I mean that's just like the environment that you were in with like the Elo and you could see everyone's win rate, so everyone's a little, you know, they want to win. Um, I didn't play as much as a lot of people did, but I enjoyed the time I was on there. I met my sixes team on there. Um that's where I kind of play like grinded a lot of medic uh, when I first started to play medic. So that was, you know, I I'd say HL pugs was kind of the high point of TF2 pugs in my mind. Cause you know, granted not everyone got picked granted. It was, you know, kind of quote unquote circle of friends versus quote unquote circle of friends. Like, you know, it's kind of those battles, but I think it, for the most part, it was really fun. Uh, very competitive. Uh, you know, a lot of times you'd see like some of the best players right. in, in by Highlander on both teams. So it'd be really cool to, you know, or plot Highlander to see, you know, those people face off, even if some, you know, some spy is on scout or know some soldiers on sniper or something like that you know at least you see them the game sense is still there
0: right uh how do you feel about league ban? at uh, League league ran pugs
1: i have yet to do one so i can't really comment on
0: that. that's fair all right okay okay so uh let's transition away from pugs yeah, i feel like we've given that a, a pretty thorough covering if i do say so myself yeah definitely interesting to hear about all that though i appreciate it okay. um so, you, st- you mentioned first getting into Medic, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's, what sort of brought that on? You went from like playing combat classes, like the Alt Engineer to Sniper, right? What sort of got you into Medic and how? Like, what's the story there?
1: Um, I mean, I can make it longer, too. I-, I went from Engineer to Sniper. Then from Sniper, a good friend of mine, or kind of like a random person at the time, asked me on TF2 Center to play Spy or to play, yeah, to play Sniper for, or yeah, so it was Spy. They asked me to play Spy, and I said, can I play Andy Spy? This is back when Ambassador was like, you know, you could 102 anyone from anywhere on the map. So I was like, sure. Then they got banned for cheating off of Sniper. So then I played Sniper. Then we picked up uh, a, a Sniper friend of mine named Gert the season after and I played heavy, and then after playing heavy, I was like, hmm, this is, this is pretty fun playing a combo class, and then went back to Sniper, uh, and then I was playing on a team in Silver, like, the Nine Gentlemen, I think it was, and we... I forget what happened. I I might have been just getting, like, dumpstered on on Sniper, and our Medic was just, like, not playing that well, per se, and I'd always played, like, you know, like I said earlier, like, If you want to get into pugs you should play medic i played medic in tf2 center but like i didn't really know how to play medic so i played a little bit of medic there i played uh you know as much as i could really but i I was terrible i was so bad now i had like a good understanding of svs so like when the, the the sniper needs to get buffed which uh, I'll do a PSA My Timeless told me to do a PSA in this uh PSA to all medics. Uh buff your sniper at all times. Like it, it doesn't mm. hurt, it only helps.
0: Uh what do you say maybe you would want to charge money for buffs as a medic? Maybe make sure the sniper <laughs> pays you money. Do you think that could help out? Maybe incentivize people to play medic, yeah?
1: Uh no, I I think that if you if you're if you're playing medic, you should just buff Buff as much as you can. Use your crit heals to your advantage. You know, get your sniper buffed. They'll protect you. Sometimes they'll miss, but you know, when they do go on those crazy seven k's, nine k's, you know, you, you'll be happy that you buffed them and gave them mm. the, the confidence.
0: Right. Uh, okay. I do actually have one more question about pugs that was sort of escape, escaping my mind earlier. If you don't mind. Yeah. No problem. How do you feel about out of region players at pugs? Do you feel like them like sort of having ping helps to like. Uh, detracts from the experience, or do you think it's kind of interesting and adds more to the experience of the Pugs, just sort of like having those differing perspectives and different playstyles.
1: I think more the merrier, honestly. Hmm, okay. Like, uh, one of my friends, uh, Ramed, if you know who they are?
0: Yes, actually, I, I plan on covering him in the future.
1: Yeah, uh, that guy is awesome, by the way. Shout out to Med. Uh Taught me actually a couple of cool techs about Medic, so that was, that was awesome. Uh, But yeah, he came and played pugs and he was awesome. Like, uh, you know, he came and played medic and, you know, he captained, even though he probably didn't know, like, a bunch of the people, which I'd say probably stay away from that if you're not, like, following the scene or, like, you're not really too involved in the other regions, like, uh, 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 scene or whatever they're, they're the players. Yeah. Yeah. But I've played some EU pugs uh 120 ping medic was pretty fun (laughs) but yeah i think more the merrier if you're from another region and you know you can reach out to someone that runs the pugs or whatever and you're awake at the time or the time zones match up like feel free to come out and pug. like uh just kind of you know have fun get meet new people uh but yeah go for it i think (laughs) it's cool
0: and when can we expect to see Blake Pugs sing? As you already have all this policy developed, never. <laughs> that that's a shame.
1: <laughs> it's too much effort. I would never.
0: That's fair. Okay, so back to medic. So, what was it like getting into it initially? Was it something that was sort of exciting? Were you sort of pensive to try it out? And how did people kind of treat you?
1: Uh, I kind of got blessed, I guess. Uh, I got really lucky. Um. I had a friend of mine who was an invite spy at the time, or plat spy at the time, Mr. Del Dongo. Uh, if you click the heart on my profile, it takes you to his profile. Spicy. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't, I don't know why I did that of voice. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, anyway, he told me <laughs> to... He told me that he was making a sixes team, and I think Rain, another good friend of mine, said that they were making a sixes team, and they were gonna call it hlpugs.tf, and they wanted me to play Medic. And I was like, sounds good. I've never played sixes before, but this sounds fun. And through that, I just kinda learned as I went. I watched a lot of Shade at the time, like when he would stream or any VOD that I could get my hand on. And then another medic for Highlander, I would watch VODs of. uh, And I would just kind of like try to absorb as much information, you know, kind of look at, you know, my movement and how, how are my rollouts, (laughs) you know, a a big thing that I think playing those sniper and the, the heavy and the spy kind of gave me as a good understanding of like, uh, forward aggression right? because uh, you know sometimes medic can get like really overwhelming with like players that are hurt near you and you can kind of get lost in the fact that hey your soldier's bombing or your scout is fighting across the map or your pyro or whatever your your team is fighting them you know further down the map so if you're watching them you can you know go for arrows now you should go for arrows all the time but
0: hmm. and what do you say like furthermore kind of just helped contextualize what your teammates were thinking and when like for instance in team discussions was it the sort of thing where it's like yeah okay i can see where this purse is coming from a lot more i can kind of put myself into their perspective due to having played those other classes
1: yeah yeah i think it's also like uh a big thing that i i still take to this day is like people can miss you know like take that into account like if someone's in a good position and they just miss all their shots, like that that happens and you just got to let it go. Like uh <laughs> you know, so, sometimes you just miss like it, it's a game, you know. You can't be 100% accurate. Yeah,
2: yeah. So okay. So I
1: think that helped a lot. Um but yeah, my sixes team, that was really awesome playing with them. Uh we didn't lose a single match. Uh it was ESA Open like season 28. And we were a bunch of, like, Highlander players playing sixes. And it was just like, I don't know, I I learned how to arrow. I learned what crit heals was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I kind of got carried pretty hard because our scouts were just ridiculously strong compared to their competition. I had rain and wish on scout. Oh, wish mode. Yeah, and they were just, you know, not, like, leagues above the competition, but it was very, like, you know, when your scouts are dropping 40, 60 kills, it's it's very difficult for the enemy team to, like, do much, you know?
0: Right. So, um, did you ever end up researching, like, medics from other regions as well? Like, was that sort of an interest of yours?
1: Uh, I believe someone mentioned to watch Kraydu, is that how you say their name? Uh,
0: I'm honestly not familiar like uh, with uh, the 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 pronunciation of it, yeah.
1: But yeah, that 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 EU medic is nuts. They are, they have insane mechanics. They're they're mm. they're. I've seen a couple of their demos. They have really really good mechanics. Uh, I think that's like the you know as much as looking at like other regions, I think it's more just like recognizing that like, I think there's another medic named Seeds. That's another sixes medic. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, some of these sixes medics have like like an extra hand. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like they're they're crazy. They're really like their mechanics are a top tier. Like watching them play is just you know, really cool.
0: What do you say that it's that it kind of helped you to start off with the sixes medic and work your way to Highlander?
1: Uh, well, at the time that I was playing sixes, I was. Thinking of playing highlander but i still had some like issues to work out with like, right. you know not playing it was kind of like you know challenging to figure out like okay now i'm on medic i don't really get to shoot anyone my you know i'm not really enjoying the class that much even if we were winning you know i was just i wasn't really into it at the time right so
0: what do you say maybe it's a bit less low pressure than in something like Highlander, though, when you always have to worry about like sightlines, soldier bombs, spies? Or what do you mm-hmm. say it was kind of more just like ha- having to learn how to surf, you know, relying on that sort of lack of a safety net?
1: I think to describe, like, I don't want to piss anyone off, but uh, it's like, I feel like sixes, it's kind of up to your competition to make it harder. Like, do they push off of ads? Do they, you know, block out your escape? Do their soldiers know how to properly like speed shot into you or hit those, you know, can they force the pencil or, you know, yeah, it's on you to have the mechanics and like game sense. And I've never had sixes game sense, so I can't really speak to that. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think with sixes being, very mechanically intensive and me just not really understanding the game mode all that much. Uh It only really felt tough when the enemy soldiers were good at the game. Like, okay. And, and that's just being like very broad of like, I do think sixes is uh sixes medic and just general is definitely more uh mechanically intensive because that's all I can kind of speak towards. Like whenever I play sixes or, if I did still play sixes, I think that I would have to improve mechanically right. a lot. Oh.
0: Um, okay. Do you think it'd be better off as a high learner medic player or sixes medic player if you were going to end up transitioning in the game modes, like between the game modes?
1: Oh, I hundred percent think sixes is better. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think if you were if you can't play if you can't find a way to play a DPS class like a a combat class and hundred percent play sixes medic first. Like you might struggle when you first come to Highlander with like the sniper and the spy and that's that sort of like slower paced gameplay and then chaos environment where like people are calming constantly and your ears, are just being attacked from, you know, everything. I think you might struggle a little bit, but your mechanics are a lot more, uh, I feel like the, the Highlander game sense is teachable if you have the mechanics on Medic. And I think Sixes definitely gives you those those tools to uh, excel.
0: Right, because it's like you have less of a safety net to rely on, right? Like no pirate or deny, anything Sorry. like that. Okay, yeah. And it's like much more punishing for the mistakes you make, right? Uh, like they're made, right? Because it's more along the lines of your own mistakes and less of your team's, yeah?
1: Oh, yeah. Like uh, okay. a good example of that is on Mids, I... I was unaware when i first started to play sixes that the medics just beam a lot on mids to try to get uber super fast because in highlander yeah you're beaming but like you're arrowing your heavy you're arrowing your soldier or engineer and sixes medics they'll just hold the beam get uber and then uber into you on mids if those mids are super scuffed now this is probably a low like A low div thing that happens a lot because people are like indecisive and they can't really collapse on the damage as well as they can in higher levels. But that was that was like a big, like eye opener. Like, holy crap, they got a Uber, I'm at 85%.
0: (laughs) Cheats, no way. Yeah, (laughs) okay. Um, so what was it like playing in sixes as a bunch of Highlander players? How did the competition usually respond to you? And like, what was it like to actually play it?
1: Um, I think on TFTV, anytime we posted anything, it got down votes. But other than that, uh, I mean, we kind of just rolled them, though. Like, it was open, it was ESEA open, and I don't know if there was, like, you know, I'm not really involved in the Sixes, like, scene that much, but, especially at that time, but it was kind of just like our scouts are better than all the scouts in the div. And I don't think teams like, I think teams assumed that we were going to play sixes when we were like, we were more than happy to, you know, like pushing process last, like, or not. Yeah. Process or yeah. Process last. We would sack two and then swap to sniper and heavy
0: Highlander. Holy shit.
1: So like we were, we would abuse the the, the Highlander classes a lot, like Gullywash, We would always have a heavy push, pushing last if we could. Uh, All right. You know our spies. We would we would run we would run a spy and like a pyro sometimes. Like we were more than happy doing that. And I think it's just like our scouts were so much better than the scouts that, that were playing in open at the time that it was very like. It was very role heavy.
2: Um, right, okay. So,
0: what led you to be the medic you are today? Like, what, what was the story behind your ascent, kind of, after that point? Like, initially getting into medic and Highlander and sort of how you got to where you are today, like, all these invite wins?
1: Oh, uh, some stinky player named Demento. I don't know if you know who that is.
0: Hmm. I'm going to have to roll a d20, see what the uh, read of that is. <laughs> but, uh, okay. And uh, when would that be?
1: Uh, I think I met Demento season one of... Uh, well, I had met him before in, like, HL Pugs and that, like, Pug, like, the in-house Pugs, kind of not really on the website. And I met him before... But I think he was following along with our like sixes games, you know, because he has friends like Wish. Wish and him were friends, and uh, Dongus, which was one of our soldiers at the time, was a friend of his. And uh, he asked me to sub on their roster on Kids Next Door. Seeing from you know me playing sixes, he asked me to you know sub for them. Right. Uh, And I subbed in a few times. Uh, Let me tell you coming in to sub and getting asked to play and you get in the server and you have like Banny and like Jarrett and Boar and like all these like big names at the time like was so nerve wracking that I like I played terrible. (laughs) I played terrible.
0: You would say like yeah like the mental really plays a huge part as a medic right?
1: Oh yeah yeah I think you know i i always preach this you know if i do have a, any time to do any mentoring but like a big thing with medic is just being confident like hmm. especially in Highlander like you're going to make mistakes you're going to have bad games you're going to miss arrows but like if you just feel confident and you know you know not disrespect your opponent but kind of like respect your skill and the fact that you can you can you you belong here you can right. do this
0: like know That's your good. limits yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly.
0: exactly. Okay. And is that definitely something that just like built as you played with like the same players? You got more familiar with the players. Was it? Were you less worried about them sort of like judging you for any mistakes you made? Like, how did you sort of become more self confident? And what would your advice be to build that?
1: Um. Again, I'll say I'll be I was spoiled. Um. So with Demento picking me up and asking me to sub whenever I did get to play, they made it very clear that I don't have to say anything. All I need to do is heal and live. And that made me like, wait, like I can do that. Like I can, I can live. Like I know what I'm doing. And I think just faith in your teammates, like a big part of like your confidence in yourself can just be like, you know, I guess this is kind of, goes on like a knife's edge with blaming your teammates and not having accountability for your own play. But at this, like not to go fully into that department, but like have confidence that like you guys are all here to win. You're all trying to win. And if you just do your job in healing the best you can and ignore, you know, the, the bad plays or at least put them to the side while you're playing. Right. Uh, you 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 can succeed i mean it's obviously i'm i'm preaching from you know i've got the blessing to play with some of the best players in highlander so it's kind of like you know maybe someone's looking at it like oh well you know you you got to play with these guys so you never really had to struggle and it's like yeah I, i can see that but it's also like i'm confident with my team like you know sometimes i'll uh I'll be frustrated with them, but I'm just confident that if I do my best to survive and heal, and I'm just confident that I can do that, and even if I'm like struggling or having a bad game, you know, if I just move on, maybe think about it after the fact, you put it to the side, you know, I can, I can bring it back um, Hmm. to kind of answer that. All
0: right. Yeah. And how does it, how did it feel to like, just be playing with all those top players to be getting like so many first and second place placements and like the best of the best with the best of the best
1: uh, honestly a big thing that like helped me playing with them was realizing that they're bad as well well wow. like like <laughs> i can't really describe it but like i always thought like when i was a silver player that the high level invite players can do no wrong, you know, like the plat players are so good and they, they know what to do. And well, frankly, they, they don't, it's, it's give and take it's, it's trial and error. It's people make mistakes. People do pencil bombs here and there. Obviously that's way less common nowadays because the soldiers are crazy. Uh, But like people make mistakes, your demo, you know, forgets to trap something and they walk in, you know, I think a lot of it was just realizing that they're human too, and you know we're all just a bunch of nerds trying to have fun, win, and uh, that was like a big part. T- kind of tail back to like the confidence of like, wow, okay, everyone else is also like on the same page, like we're-
0: right. So it's not about like, so it's important to like not place any players on a pedestal to ch- sort of just like view everybody on an equal footing as another player, kind of.
1: Oh, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Okay, yeah, I feel like that could very much be like a very important thing when it comes to just like people's mentalities, yeah. All right, no, I definitely respect that. that's some good insight. Um, so ultimately, what did you think of the UGC days?
1: Um, I met some of my closest friends during that time. I still hang out with them I, don't, I, don't, I mean, you can see my profile pictures. On Discord, it's a little weird, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, my, my friends that I met in UGC, we all have the same Discord profile picture. So <laughs> you know, it's just a different version of this person's face. But yeah, uh, UGC days were great. Uh, I, I'm happy that I got to play other classes. Um, never got to play in plat. Only played in
2: silver, so that was you know unfortunate, but it was okay. It's all right. It was fun.
0: Okay. Um. What did you think about just like the league as a whole? Though, like, do you think there's something maybe that they did particularly better at than Argeal?
1: I mean, not really. I wasn't too involved with like the forms or anything like that, or the admins. I mean, there was one time that our... There was one time in Silver that one of our players are, it was like a CP Steel game, and we had seven in the server, and the other team had nine, and we were like, okay, we're going to ready up and pause. So our eighth player, because we were just going to play 8v9 because one of our players was like rushing home from, you know, whatever he was doing. Right. And, uh, as soon as we readied up, an admin came in the server and said, "Okay, you guys forfeit cuz you guys don't have enough players." And that that was like we had no <laughs> idea that that was a rule or anything, you know. Granted, that's not really a good excuse, but like that was pretty wild that they wouldn't let us just play with seven. So that was pretty funny, but okay. I, I've never experienced that with uh, RGL. But I've also, you know, silver and invite drastically different environments.
2: Right. <laughs> um. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't think the more like league-focused questions are gonna be as as interesting to sort of like ask for this one, which is definitely fair. Um. Uh, okay. Let's break away from that series then. So, was there like? I know you're in silver, but was there much of like a sense of identity with other medic players? Like, was it sort of something that you would talk about a lot with other medic players? Was there like just a sense of culture behind it?
1: Um, not until I got to RGL did I like hmm. talk to other medics. I see. Um, I think, uh, like a a good example, or not really a good example, but. Something that I've noticed is I feel like the kind of to stem from what Danny was saying in his interview was uh, teams talk to each other a lot more, it feels like team strategy and stuff like that is a lot more apparent. And I feel like with Medic, it's like your team is really important. Like you, your, your teammates are, you know, your protection, your, you know, kind of you're basically just a walking dispenser that can sometimes <laughs> fend for themselves in like once every blue moon. But like, I feel like the the culture of talking to each other as medics is you know important. It, it can be useful. Um, I know that if a medic reached out to me, I'd be more than happy to answer their question if I knew how to answer their question. Uh, but I think a lot of it just comes down to as a medic you got to got understand how your team wants to play and outside help isn't really going to help that it's kind of it's just going to kind of like create a vacuum or like a uh, kind of like rebounding information cuz like as medics i'm pretty sure every medic has had the problem of my demo takes too much damage like okay Well, you asking another medic about your demo taking too much damage isn't going to help your demo not take as much damage. So, like, that could be good to talk to other medics. Like, how do you deal with rotating on this point? Like, I think that's cool. But the identity of like medics just bounding together and talking about it can only help if they bring it up to their team.
0: Right. Okay. Um, was there any discussion about like just new developments though, like stuff like the medic dropping tech, like the uh, dropping tech, and just sorts of like medic discussions like that between medic mains much?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I have a an insight to that tech a little bit. Oh. Uh, if, if a medic uses that versus me on, especially on Swiftwater Second, you, you're just you, you're just wasting your time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not gonna use so, but shoutouts to if you can huh? make me use and. What
0: know. if? Okay. What if it was Crits
1: Uh, I think Crits could work, but at the same time, like if we know you're on Crits, we're not gonna be playing right. up there. So, uh, what about for
0: Koth, If it's like something you sort of pre-plan, for instance, off the back of the mid fight, do you think that could be something that potentially be interesting or beneficial?
1: Yeah, I think I think Crits on Koth is on. Un- like kind of undiscovered territory still right
0: and then um, it's just like the idea of crits on demand right like being able to get that force so and then just be able to use it afterwards right that could be yeah, pretty interesting
1: i think that could be pretty interesting but i also think that the way that a lot of teams use their crits is just fundamentally wrong oh how so but, uh i mean that's kind of a trade secret but i guess i guess i'll I'll share it uh Oh, just for me. A lot of teams try to kill the Medic with their crits, which, like, is really troll versus good Medics. Like, I think uh, what we were talking about, like, uh, Vigil Second is, like, a really... Like, everyone sacks on Vigil Second, right? Like, everyone, when they first get to Vigil Second on on offense, they send a sack wave. Well, when you play against a good Medic, let's use Casper, for example, uh, one of the the Medic for... uh, uh, MCM less. Main
0: Crush Monday, yeah.
1: Yeah, when you sack into Casper, Casper knows you're going to sack, so he's going to play accordingly. If you're on crits, his spy is going to call that you're on crits, and he's going to play, you know, in Africa, you know, in Uganda, like you're not going to be able to go anywhere near him with that crits, and his pyro is going to be sitting there waiting for the crits to key and reflect it. Now, granted, mistakes and human error can happen, but a lot of the times like when you go for those plays versus those top level medics they're it, you know so far removed from the situation that you using that crits you know dropping it picking up another one and having crits again if their spy is you know like most good spies on defense on payload or on Koth are paying attention you're not really going to catch them with it now i do think that you could get away with it on Koth if you got a spy kill but like that's kind of like stars aligning Right, you know, what if scenario where we have crits, our spies alive, our spy dead rings. You know, in
0: that's a very specific contingency to plan for. Yeah, exactly. You got to be so. pondering the orb for that one.
1: Oh yeah, so I think it's you know it could work, hmm. but with how smart a lot of the top level medics are, with how they're positioned against crits, it's very difficult. Right, to... like sorry, it's very difficult to catch them out with crits unless it's. You know you know for a fact like that they're on point that you have the information you have the the setup ready then for sure yeah you could take advantage of that but those scenarios are you know few hmm. and far
0: between so you think it's the sort of thing where it's like using crits kind of in the first place kind of like fundamentally pigeonholes pigeonholes you into playing a certain way to get value off the crits creek that other teams are kind of prepared to know about
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: okay definitely interesting to hear uh, how do you feel about other metaguns? do you think any are overused underused give me some insight into that topic um
1: <laughs> so i'm really lazy uh just extremely lazy like i will use i i have i think it's been since i played a memento mori in 2020 in december of 2020 or like November of 2020 that was the last time I used crits on offense payload or on defense payload to set up crit stickies. So a lot of medics set up crit stickies with their, their demo. I personally am just so lazy that I walk to where I'm going to stand for the first sack wave or whatever and just kind of like AFK. Um, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing that. That's just I'm, I'm super lazy and I've had the pleasure of having demos that don't like crit stickies. Uh, but if your demo likes crit stickies run crits i think crits is underused i think quick fix is really useful in certain times um i think if you're playing highlander you should be running ubersaw 100 percent uh i think vaccinator is terrible uh (laughs) oh i think it takes too much skill and brain power and if there is a medic out there that is really good with it and you can get into a game and your team is ready for it and your team's gonna use it, then go for it. But I think that the amount of value that combined health pool and the overheal that you get from the regular Medigun is just too powerful. Like it's so good. Like, the fact that you can't get fully buffed with the vaccinator just makes it like, in my opinion, really, really bad. Okay. No,
0: that's definitely fair, yeah.
1: Like if you were really good with it, maybe. And that's like if you were insane. Like if you were so good that like you had you basically have to be cheating. Like you have to be wall hacking to make it work, in my <laughs> opinion.
0: Would you pick the world's best vaccinator up on your high energy team if you weren't a medic player? No. 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 Damn. Alright. It's kind of sad to see. You hate to see it in Restriction 6's mains. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sorry sorry to say, I I respect the grind, I respect the hustle of the medics that like to run other mediguns. But I just, I think Uber is too good. I, I just think being invulnerable versus enemy gamers is just too strong.
0: And you don't think any of the mediguns get, like, a bad rap that isn't deserved, per se?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, quick fix is amazing in the right circumstances, but a lot of the times it's like those close games where you need to get back to the point are like very few scenarios, but if you do switch to it, it's really awesome. Uh, and it can be really helpful to get two players on the point and jump in with your team um, I think crits on offense on payload is underused but then again it takes like a lot of coordination and a lot of timing and you know if the other team knows you're doing it then you're kind of just critsing into the void because right. you're just going to bait it. And,
0: you're just you know, like relying on a miracle play that won't happen right? You're putting all your eggs in one basket there.
1: Yeah. Whereas okay. Booger is just so reliable that it's kind of hard to pass up.
0: So Given Mix more team-based identity, were there ever any sorts of things like medic roundtables or like just sort of those big collaborative projects between medic mans?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, I know that I know Cat. I know Rogue did some like uh, I think a couple of seasons ago. He did uh, in, like demo reviews with the opposing medic. Which was pretty cool, where they would you know, he would record, you know, his POV of the match that he played against the, the the team, and you know, talk about get some insight from the other medic, but not really a roundtable per se. Right?
0: Do you think that's something that there would be like useful, or do you think it's just like not the sort of thing that can appropriately be represented given the class's nature?
1: Yeah, I I think it's really just you're so team dependent compared to any other class in the game right no matter what you do like game theory wise mechanically that if your team doesn't mesh with it then it's not gonna work right
0: out. i do imagine that the, a lot of the meta medical- players each with like have a lot of interesting perspective to offer each right because it's just like they get raised by their experiences with their teams right and then they sort of base their preferences and perspective off of that yeah oh
1: yeah
0: okay and do you think it'd be interesting to just like have like and beneficial to have like a place where it's just like medics sort of like review things together or just sort of like generally collaborate not necessarily on round tables but just sort of come together organize things collectively teach newer players maybe kind of and just give them like a broader range of tools like a discord server or so
1: yeah i mean that that could work i think a lot of it comes down to do the players that are giving because i think a lot of things that happen with medic is you need hands you need hands on medic you need to be able to move your character and heal without thinking about it and i think once you have that down then you just need to mold yourself to the, what your team is doing, and sometimes your team is doing troll stuff, and that's where I could see the Discord server being helpful. But I think with the first part being more important, and then this like the getting the understanding of kind of mindlessly healing and moving around without really thinking about it, right, or putting too much thought into it is. Um infinitely more important than kind of
2: discussing